Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We'd like to turn the clock back. And we'd like to get another shot at doing it differently. And that is not the way life works. It never works that way. So that's why God stresses in his word, listen and obey. You have regrets. You should have done it different. I didn't even think about God. All of us, when we obey God, we never have to say, if only. We all have regrets about decisions we made in our lives, things we did as well as things we didn't do. We have to live with the consequences of those choices made or not made. Pastor Mark will be talking about these things in relationship to becoming obedient to God's direction. We may have experienced God's prompting us to do something for or say something to someone and experienced the pleasure of obedience. We're going to be reminded of events in the Bible and encouraged to consider what would have happened if different choices had been made. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 14 with part three of his message. Because God says so, I will listen, obey, and enjoy his blessings. Look at me. That father had never been that way before. Only God had been that way. Are you traveling in the dark this morning? You're trying to direct your own life, and you've never been that way. You're clueless. You have no protection. And I'll address this when I get to the family situation. Fathers, what happens when you try to direct your own life? What happened here in this story is the wife, the husband, and all the kids die. See, if you and I try to direct our own lives spiritually, you're going to die. You have no clue where you're going. That's why God led them. There's some of you who have not yet become a believer. So you don't follow God. You never even knew that God wanted to direct you. All-knowing God. I'm going to give you a chance at the end of the service to say, I'm I'm tired of trying to direct my own life because it's impossible. You'll never enjoy the blessings of God trying to do life yourself. It's one dead end after another, after another, after another. And we had people first service, we had people last night come up and go, I'm ready to let God direct my life. Because that's the only way that you'll ever have purpose and meaning. So here's a father that's a perfect example of us that is horrible because 
He is trying to do something we were not designed to do. Now, remember this. Disobedience usually brings disaster. Obedience brings blessings. Now, Jesus talked about this in the New Testament. Because a relationship without God, sin, is equal to spiritual darkness. Watch what Jesus says. It's so clear. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he's talking to unbelievers. He said this. I am the light of the world. You can follow me. I know the direction. I know where we're going. I've got it all together. Just follow me. Then he says this. Whoever, your choice, whoever follows me will never walk in spiritual darkness, but will have the light of life. That's what the Christian walk is. I don't have to say, I don't know what to do. If you're following Christ, you do. You have to listen and you have to obey. Sometimes we go, sometimes we stop. It's just a great principle for us. So understand this morning, that's the way it works. Now here's number two. Our obedience blesses us and impacts others. Now, God was using Moses to lead the two to three million Jews to the promised land. God led them, interestingly enough, remember we talked about that God's ways are not our ways. Let me share with you what happened. As they're going through the wilderness, God leads them to a dead end. When they get to this place, just picture me, we're the children of Israel. In front of us is the Red Sea. To the side of us on the right and left are super high mountains, impossible to climb or go anywhere. You say, well, they had the opening at the back. They did initially. But what happened when Pharaoh said in Egypt to Moses, get out of here with your people. I'm tired of you. Go. Well, after they left, he began thinking, what did I do? I just got rid of a couple million servants. So he decides to come after them with his army. He's going to either kill them or take them back to Egypt as slaves. So here are the people. They get up one morning and this is blocked, the Red Sea. That's blocked, the mountains. And they hear in the background, way in the background, here comes the army. Now, what do you think they would do? Praise God from whom all blessings. Maybe not. So they started complaining and griping at Moses. And Moses finally just said this. Stand still. God has a plan. He's going to show Egypt the final time that he's the only true God. So now what are they going to do? They're between a rock (laughs) Yes, right. You, you know the whole story. Now, here we go. Look at chapter 14. Turn to chapter 14. How are they going to get out of this hard place? Look at verse 13. And Moses answered the people, chapter 14, 13. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. The Lord for, will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, 
Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites now to move on. Raise your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Here's Moses. Now, after you just heard this from God, I'm supposed to listen and obey. What would your first response be? Well, let's just think about it. Let's say this is God. And he just told me, take your staff, put it right over there. And the sea will part in the middle and you can go through on dry ground. Here's me. God, did I hear you correctly? <laughs> would, you, would you repeat that quietly to me? Don't laugh. If you're Moses, are you kidding? God, really? This, this stick? My hand? Doesn't make no sense to me. Ever been that place? I have. When God asked me to quit pharmacy and start the church 22 years ago, in the initial time, I went, say what? I didn't have a stick in my hand. That was it? No, it's not about the stick. (laughs) I want you to write this down today. We don't have to understand to obey God. Now, why is that? Because God's God. He never makes a mistake. And if you start arguing with God, you're always going to lose. Moses basically is going to obey. And the people are going to be responsible basically to either follow him or do whatever. So look at verse 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry Land, the waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on the dry ground with a wall of water on the right and on their left. Can you imagine when they got to the other side? Moses says to the three million, Come together. I'm your man. Look at this stick, baby. That's an anointed stick. You think Moses said that? We have to be careful when God uses us. I'm your man. Say, Pastor Mark, I'm never prideful. Liars don't go to heaven. (laughs) It was never about Moses and his stick. It was always about God and listening and obeying. Because all the glory goes to God. Be careful. But it's a great principle as you look at it. Do you know this morning, when we come to the New Testament, it has a great spiritual application. But let's just stop for a moment. What if Moses didn't obey? Probably millions of them would have been taken back to slavery. And many of them would have died. But he did. He obeyed, and his, listen, his obedience, how many people did Moses' obedience affect? Two to three million people. Do you realize how much of an influence you and I are? 
And there's a great spiritual application. Look what Jesus says to us. This is for you and me. He said to them, CCM and all the people that attend, go into the world, preach the good news to all creation. God is saying to you and I through our VAO, I'll open the door. You share your faith. You witness. You invite people to church. Because let me give you a quick, quick, quick view. Egypt is a picture of sin. It's a picture of bondage. The promised land was a picture of salvation, water baptism. They were freed from the bondage because of the Passover. And they were walking to the promised land, which is really the spirit-filled life. What are we trying to do with unsaved people? Get them out of spiritual bondage to the spirit-filled life. To do that, I have to witness. Thank you for hundreds of you sharing your testimony, inviting people to church. You're still doing that. Don't forget lost souls. That's our mission. Can I hear an amen? That's a, well, Pastor Mark, we're through that. And by the way, then you're going to have that your whole life because that's our whole mission is to see people come to Christ. Because once you and I walked in darkness, but hallelujah, we're in the light this morning. The world doesn't understand it. Those of you that are walking darkness, you got your chance coming at the end. It's going to be fantastic. Think about this. And I want you to see this because you'll make a sense with it. Did God need Moses and his stick to do it? Could he just say, waters, part, bun. But you know what? He doesn't do that. He uses you and me. Could God come down to our neighborhoods and go to every house where there's unbelievers? Angel of God. What do you want? I want you to get saved. Oh, where do I go? Fall right down. The glory, the shine of glory. I mean, that's what's going to happen during Revelation. The angel's going to fly and millions are going to get saved. But he doesn't choose to do that. He uses his eye with our stick to knock on the door. What a blessing that is for you. What a blessing that is for me. Moses was out of his mind when he was used by God to save three million people. Brevard County, we're coming in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because we want our communities saved for God. Number three, our obedience brings the blessings of personal success. Joshua, who followed Moses when Moses died, he writes this. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. Think about it. Think about the verse, the application. So you will be sure to obey, here's that word again, everything written in it. Look at these two words. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. See, without the word of God, listening and obeying, there's no prosperity, there's no success. So if an unbeliever doesn't know the word, doesn't even know how to make sense of the Bible, and of course, since they don't understand the Bible, never read the Bible, they can't obey the Bible. Is there any real success, purpose, meaning in their life? No. That's why you want to become a Christian. Notice, only then, after you study the book and you meditate on it and you obey it, 
then, only then comes prosperity and success. Notice in everything we do. Don't think this morning, like you used to think before you became a Christian, that God's word is too hard to obey. Wrong. It's not burdensome. It's absolutely excited. He wants to lead us through the word of God and he will help you obey, read, understand the word of God. Number four, our obedience brings the blessings of answered prayer. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, asks means prayer, receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be open. See, the only one that can meet the needs that I represented to you, your needs, my needs as well, is God. But God chooses you. He chooses me to have the amazing privilege of being blessed because as we pray, God answers prayers. I want you to write this down this morning. Prayer changes things and prayer changes me. Can I hear an amen? Prayer changes things. See, without prayer, we're done. We're done. We'll never enjoy life. But God gave us the gift of praying for ourselves, for others, interceding so that we would be blessed. When we pray, things happen. God answers prayer. When we don't pray, things don't happen. Now, if you're the mother this morning, and you found out Friday that your new baby of three months old has cancer, and you weren't a praying person before, are you now? There's nobody saying, no, you're praying, and you're on the phone calling what? Help. That's what the church is for. We are a hospital. And Dr. Jesus is on call 24-7. How do I call him? It's a direct line, baby. It's called prayer. Now, I'm going to give you a sentence that you won't like. And you're probably going to say it's not biblical. But it is biblical. Let me read it to you. Prayer moves God to do things that otherwise he would not do. Pastor Mark, what? Let me read you the verse, James 4, 2. You have not, answers to prayer, because you do not pray to God. There's people lost. There's people dying because we have refused to do what God challenged us to do. What a blessing to pray and have our needs met. What a blessing to pray for others and see God meet their needs. Don't just pray for yourself. Of course we want to pray for ourselves. But pray for others. What a blessing. Thank you. Jesus said one day, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But we forget it because we're selfish sometimes. Thank you. For doing what only God can do. Here's the last one this morning. Number five. Our obedience eliminates the regrets 
of life. And by that, I mean, if only. Now, there isn't anybody that's listening to me that wouldn't say, Pastor Mike, I don't know how many times I said, if only. If only I had a second chance. All of us have regrets, let's be honest. We'd like to turn the clock back. And we'd like to get another shot at doing it differently. And that is not the way life works. It never works that way. So that's why God stresses in his word, listen and obey. You have regrets. You should have done it different. I didn't even think about God. All of us, when we obey God, we never have to say, if only. Do you got it? God never makes a mistake in your life. If we obey him, I would never in the future say, man, I wish I hadn't obeyed God there. Never. Might be hard what he asked you to do, but you and I would never say to God, that was the wrong answer. No, he's perfect. I'd like to live as much of my life as I can with as few regrets as I can. So would you. Well, how do I do it? By prayer listening and obeying. I want to share this last verse with you and then we're going to pray. Look at this verse. God speaking to us. You chart the path ahead of me and you tell me where to stop and rest. Look how personal. By the way, this is only for Christians. Those of you that are going to accept Christ at the end, when I give you the option, this is going to be for you. You chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment you know where I am. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You both precede me and follow me. He goes ahead of us to guide us. Often he brings up the rear to protect us. You both precede and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to know. Everybody, just take your hand like this. Everybody, put it right on top of your head. Come on, everybody. Not one person missing. I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing for you. Father, our hand on our head doesn't do any good at all. But your hand covering our hand this morning is the hand we want to feel. Would you bring peace and comfort? Would you break the chains of addiction? Would you end loneliness? Would you get rid of guilt in the lives of those who have just said, if only? You're a God that loves us. You go before us. You protect us from the enemy behind. It's all too wonderful for us. Today's teaching with Pastor Mark was uplifting, but at the same time, challenging. The pressure of knowing that we only get one chance in this life can be paralyzing. The comforting thing to remember is that God is orchestrating all of this for us, if we let Him. He will lead us into places that ultimately will be blessings for our lives, even though they may not be easy. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. 
We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This ends the teaching because God says so. I will listen, obey, and enjoy His blessings. Pastor Mark has certainly given us much food for thought and subjects for us to pray to God about. We hope that as you reflect on this teaching that you will be challenged to search out for a more intimate relationship with God and to begin to obey Him more. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right. in a hurting world a new hope he is given